Hi, and welcome to The Sustainable Century, where we explore with experts, with leaders, activists, communities of interest, mothers, fathers, and kids, how to buy, how to work, and how to invest for happier lives and a healthier planet. I'm your host, Mark D'Souza Shields. Well, hello and welcome to the Sustainable Century Mostly Weekly Podcast. Uh, This week I recorded early because, as many of you know, I don't really mind not being so regimented about timing things. And, well, because our family is heading out tomorrow to my kids' annual school campout. We do this every year at the Natural Hot Springs. Well, it's more like Warm Springs, but it's It's called Los Manatiales, and if you are ever in our state of Morelos in Mexico, go camp there. You'll love it. Uh, Well, let's get right to things. Uh, Tomorrow is the International Day of Women, or Women's Day. Uh, It seems we need more than just one day of the year for things to balance out, though. I, I say this because, well, it's clearly obvious. I mean, the evidence is everywhere. Take the Oscars. Only six of 24 or 25% of the awards were won by women at the Oscars last Sunday. Or as my son pointed out, women took home only 20% of the golden statues. If you uh, remove the two that only women can take from the calculation and uh, the two that they can't take. It seems women have a long ways to go in the film industry. Uh, Well, it's worse in business. Uh, The number of women, 5.4%, heading Fortune 500 companies is still so small that when you search uh, it on Google, it gives you just a little list of the names. At 91%, white men still get a long numerical list. Well, the number of non-white folks has even less representation at 4%. Well, this confuses me. It confuses me because the mainstream press... Uh, use headlines that tend to read something like, well, more women than ever run Fortune 500 firms. Well, that's a bit of nonsense if you ask me. I mean, it's good that they are running some of the firms, but it's kind of an ironic joke when only 5.4% uh, of these companies are being run by women. Take heart. I don't know about you, but the women at the Oscars, well, they blew me away with their power, their grace, conviction, humor, and talent. Uh, One day soon, uh, though, I hope I have to stop explaining to my 15-year-old daughter why there is such disequilibrium in the world of business, well, in the world generally. Greater leading roles for women is something the Sustainable and Responsible Investment Industry, or SRI industry, has been pushing for decades. According to Green America, it's a great outfit, check out their website. According to Green America, most SRI companies proactively support women in business leadership positions. Some stand out for me. Calvert Investments, uh, for example, is a perennial favorite of mine. And their uh, portfolio investments are guided by what's called the Calvert's Women's Principles. Uh, The principles were established in 2004 and are so good they became the basis for the UN's Women Empowerment Principles. PAX uh, World Funds. If you've heard me on any of the many podcasts and radio shows I've been on promoting my new book, Invest Like You Give a Damn, you will know that I always say this. I want my daughter to grow up with the same opportunities as my two boys. Then I go on to plug PAX World Funds. 
PAX has managed the PAX Elevate Global Women Index Funds, one each for individual investors and for institutional investors, since 1993 and 2006, respectively. Both funds uh, promote women empowerment and diversity, and according to Morningstar, the investment fund and company rating uh, and information service, in 2017, uh, PAX's Women's Elevate had a top 30 performance in its class of 1,500-plus conventional investment fund peers. Well, how can anybody not like that kind of trailblazing? It's incredible. But let's not forget other pioneering companies like Domini Social Investment, uh, which looks for companies that have substantial representation of women and minority in management positions, and in particular, in senior executive positions. Uh, there's many other SRI companies who also have serious women in business and workplace investment practice screens, including Newberger, Berman, Parnassus, Boston Common Asset Management, amongst several others. Indeed, most SRI funds screen in some way or another for gender and diversity. Uh, but that's not it, though. Most SRI companies are also active shareholders. Now, active shareholders are those who, well, at least in the case of sustainability, ask companies at their annual general meetings to fix up their social, environmental, and governance uh, performance. Active sustainability shareholders are also known by the companies they target as active pains in the AGMS. Well, part of this reputation might come from the time a Greenpeace shareholder activist supposedly threw down a dead salmon on the podium at a corporate AGM. Uh, shareholder activists have been raising hell on social, environmental, and governance issues. Is that an urban myth? Is that fake news? Well, I asked Greenpeace and they're going to get back to me about it. What is not a myth is that companies like Calvert and Domini and Pax practice, amongst many, many others, have filed dozens of gender and diversity related resolutions over the years, says Mark Regeer, Director of Stewardship Investing at uh, Praxis Mutual Funds and a recent guest on the Sustainable Century podcast says it's all about respecting the dignity and value of all people and demonstrating a concern for justice in a global society. Those are great words, those are big words, and SRI companies back it with action. And uh, indeed, while I can appreciate the more spectacular approach of Greenpeace, uh, SRI shareholder activists are among some of the most prepared and intensely passionate professionals I've ever met. Uh, often choosing to engage with companies, engage with them, talk with them, have conversations with them to help get them to improve their sustainability performance without the threat of going to the annual uh, general meeting. Praxis, for example, has supported shareholder actions aimed against modern slavery and human trafficking and even got Wyndham Hotel, the global chain, to improve training and procedures to protect people from human trafficking on their hotel grounds. Now, Praxis was also involved in getting Delta Airlines to be the first U.S. airline to sign a tourism code of conduct, uh, which protects children, uh, and, and men and women, from sexual exploitation in the travel and tourist industry. Uh, I want to shout out to the folks at Delta. Fly Delta, be proud disassociating yourself from the NRA and its indefensible position on automatic weapons and gun controls in general is a great thing and really you don't want their business anyways. 
So back to women. Well, with so few women in biz, big business leadership positions, this is a sustainability issue of the century. And professionals like Joe Keefe and the folks at PAX, Joe is the CEO at PAX, by the way, they're my heroes for their trailblazing work on gender and diversity. It's time for us men, I think, to hashtag sit down. Oh, by the way, if you want to get a perspective on women and SRI, uh, see a number of excellent gender and business papers by Julie Gorty, uh, Kathleen McQuigan, and Joe Keefe at PAX. Uh, you can check out my latest blog at thesustainablecentury.net for directions to that great work. Now, I would be remiss in this podcast not to mention some of the great SRI leaders, Amy Dominey at uh, Dominey Social Investment, Gita Ayer at Boston Common Asset Management, Lisa Wall, who's the Executive Director of the Social Investment Forum USA, Natasha Lamb at Arjuna, Mindy Lubber and Shelley Alpern at Ceres, Julie Gorty again at PAX, and many, many others. Now, according to my top secret shareholder at advocacy expert source, there are a number of unsung female heroes doing unbelievable work, particularly in shareholder engagement. Julie Tanner at CBIS and her work on human trafficking. Susan Baker at Trillium uh, Chemical Footprinting. Uh, Leslie uh, Samuel Rich at Green Century, where she and her largely female team have taken the most principled stand on FF-free investing and have done great work on fracking, mining, and deforestation, a few issues dear to my heart. And finally, there is Heidi Summerai, who has quietly done what is being called amazing work on diversity. I also wanted to give a quick shout out to the Interfaith Center for Corporate Responsibility, a leading light on SRI shareholder advocacy. To get more information on any of these issues and organizations, see my blog at the sustainablecentury.net. And remember, if you do go there, uh, to click like in all the right places, pass the blog or pod along, and follow me at CSR Counts on Twitter or on Facebook at the Sustainable Century. Well, Shingears, guns are still in the news, and I guess they still should be. And I, I have to say I remain stunned by what Americans will tolerate for such an archaic amendment to their constitution. Remember, I'm Canadian, so maybe I just don't get this whole idea of, of a right to own a gun. But if I did, I suspect I would be some type of constitutionalist about it. Uh, and I agree with John Oliver. If you want the right to pack some heat, pack a musket. Anyways, these past couple of weeks, the horrible news of the mass murder at uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School and the politicians' mostly anemic uh, response has embarrassed me. And again, I'm not even an American. Uh, the politicians are cowards. Uh, their cowardly non-response was countered by uh, what I'm calling uh, a wait-and-see, but maybe positive reaction from corporate America. Dick Sporting Goods, REI, Kroger, Walmart, and L.L. Bean all stood up in different ways for more and better gun control. Uh, well, I like Mountain Equipment Co-op's response the best. Uh, maybe it's because I'm Canadian. Uh, MEC, Mountain Equipment Co-op, is Canada's leading outdoor retailer. Uh, I've been a member for as long as I can remember. Uh, and their response was suspending purchases from the five brands owned by Vista Outdoor. And, and they did that because Vista uh, has holdings in an assault 
rifle manufacturing firm. I love Mech, but let's face it, Vista had to check their records just to see who the heck they were. Well, we, what we need, we need big companies standing up. We need big companies standing up. So my question is, where the hell is Amazon? Well, I checked it out, and according to Bloomberg, Amazon declined to comment on the whole gun thing. And that kind of surprised me, because when I went to the Amazon site, I saw that the company sells all sorts of balls. Perhaps uh, Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos could get an employee discount on a pair. Well, who knows? More optimistically, BlackRock, the investment management company, is still muttering about guns. The company said that the terrible toll from gun violence in the U.S. is something that requires a response and action from a wide range of entities across both the public and private sector. Well, these are nice words, no action yet, but let's wait and see. In the meantime, I urge all investors with kids in school, hell, any parent, anybody, everyone who has anything to do with BlackRock, to call them, write them, stand outside their offices with signs, let them know you want them to use their $6.2 trillion under management to do what more than 60% of Americans want, get more effective gun control. Well, moving along, uh, the amped up political crazy these last few news cycles eclipsed a great sustainability score or two this week. In the drum, John Glenday uh, reported Lacoste is putting its brands behind a campaign to save the world's most endangered species. And uh, how are they going to do this? Well, Lacoste is going to replace its iconic crocodile logo in favor of a menagerie of 10 critters that are threatened by extinction. Oh, that's a great sentence, John. And it's a brilliant sustainability brand strategy by Lacoste. It kind of reminds me of all those uh, Benetton uh, campaigns when Who Was Kissing Who adverts a few years ago during their Peace and Love campaign. Now, Lacoste is partnering with the International Union for Conservation of Nature on this particular campaign. And unfortunately, the company's only making a limited production run corresponding to the number of remaining animals thought to exist in the wild. Uh, and that means just 30 vaquita porpoises, and this is a hard one to read, uh, 450 Angata Rock Iguana shirts. Now, if I got the name of that, if I pronounce that wrong, write me. Tell me how it goes. In, in, anyway, I imagine there's going to be demand for bigger production runs on those shirts. And I really want a vaquita porpoise. Uh, brilliantly, uh, Lacoste will be taking the shirts to the Paris Fashion Week. So watch out for that and see what happens. Uh, you can get more information on the campaign at the Lacoste uh, website or at the International Union for Conservation of Nature. Uh, another iconic brand also stepped up this week as Lacey Cook reported in Inhabitat, uh, a nice website if you want to check it out, Inhabitat. Lego plans to roll out trees, leaves, and bushes uh, manufactured in such a way that you can probably eat them. Okay, well, maybe not, but they're going to be making their endlessly fun bricks with a plant-based plastic sourced from sugarcane. Uh, this is part of the company's uh, long-term goal or, uh, to make its packaging and core products all sustainable by 2030. Uh, the new plastic, uh, it's made from sugarcane-based polyethylene, which has exactly the same uh, properties, it looks and feels the same, that is, as its nasty chemical polyethylene cousin. Uh, the bricks will have the same look, the same quality, as I said, uh, but it will, but they will be sustainable. Now, there's more to this. Now, 
sustainability, as everybody knows, is not just about the environment. And according to Lacey, uh, Lego sugarcane will be sourced sustainably as well. What does that mean? Well, it, it means Lego will get its ethanol inputs using the Bioplastic Feedstock Alliance guidelines. That's a mouthful. Uh, the group is an initiative of one of my favorite organizations, the World Wildlife Fund, or WWF. Uh, so you can be sure it's sustainably tight as a result. The Lego uh, Lego will also use uh, Bon Sucuro. I uh, hope I say that right. Uh, the Bon Sucro, that's right. Bon Sucro chain of custody standards, which provides consumers solid assurance that the sustainability standards and claims by Lego or any company using the standards are met and, and that is tracked through the input uh, supply chain. And these supply chains can be quite large and involve many, many actors. So this is an important part to ensuring the sustainability of the new product. So is anyone surprised that Lego uh, did this with WWF? Not me. They're, uh, now they're both cool groups. I mean, I used to always love WWF. Now I love them more. I love Lego. Um, used to love it as a kid too. Uh, and they say that the first green, uh, green, about <laughs> there'll be all colors, I suspect, uh, figures and bricks will appear in Lego sets later this year, probably just in time for Christmas. Uh, my only question is, really, if I do get the munchies, can I eat them? Well, okay. That's what my kids call a dad joke. Uh, well, that's my wrap for the week. Uh, I know there's much more out there that I missed. And, you know, I have my biases, the things I like to look at. Uh, so let me know if you have a story uh, you want discussed or uh, someone interesting you uh, want to be interviewed. Um, I'm going to be releasing another podcast uh, simultaneously today. Uh, Marissa Rosen uh, from Climate Social, uh, a friend and a colleague in all things sustainable. She'll be talking about um, sustainability and social media. Uh, I urge you to check that one out. A couple of uh, CSR and SRI media sites that I used a lot this week. I just want to do a shout out to them, to Green Biz. Uh, fantastic uh, site there. Uh, Green Money Journal. And I'm not shouting out just because my book, Invest Like You Give a Damn, is featured in their March issue, uh, but because of the interviews by uh, another one of my heroes, Hazel Henderson, and, a, and one by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. on climate. Uh, and there's a bunch of other great articles as well. So shout out to Green Money Journal. Also, if you want to, uh, and this is a bit embarrassing, get to know me a little bit more. Uh, I did an hour-long interview on the Midlife Tribe with Peter Fritz. Oh my goodness, uh, did I ever spill my beans there. So check that out. You can get all this information uh, on, on my blog, uh, which I'll be posting uh, this afternoon as well. Uh, so thanks for listening in to the All Things Sustainable, mostly weekly wrap at the Sustainable Century podcast. I'm Mark D'Souza Shields, host of the Sustainable Century. Thanks for listening. I hope you liked it. If you did, I encourage you to check out the Sustainable Century blog at thesustainablecentury.net. Remember to click like in all the right places. Better yet, Pass the blog or pass the pod along. And remember, it's up to you. It's up to us to make this a happier and healthier world.